Now on to the episode. On today's episode of the Network for Women in Business podcast, we're going to talk about content marketing for small businesses. So grab a pen and a pad and get ready to learn right now. First and foremost, I want to say welcome to all of you. You guys are here because you want to learn about content marketing. You want to learn how to use content to grow your business, drive traffic to your website, convert that traffic into sales. And we're going to talk about all of that. But first and foremost, I want to jump right in and I want to talk about what is content marketing. You guys should know that content marketing is basically a marketing strategy that involves sharing of online materials such as videos, blogs, and social media posts. And when you involved, when you're involved in content marketing, it doesn't mean always that you're explicitly promoting your brand. And what that means is content marketing is not necessarily all about the hard sell. Oftentimes, it's just intended to spark interest in your brand or create awareness so that you can attract your ideal audience. So with content marketing, what you should know is that you won't necessarily always convert people into sales, but you're positioning yourself. Oftentimes, you're positioning yourself as an expert in your business, and you're positioning you to be everywhere. Because once you post content out there, and you're going to see a little bit about how this is done tonight, but once you post content out there, what ends up happening is you become a person that attracts people to your website. You attract people to your content because people will find you when they search the internet and you will, your website will pop up or your blog will pop up. And that's what content marketing does for you. And it doesn't matter whether or not your content is living on social media or it's living on your blog, but when you put content out there and you have it properly targeted with keywords, you definitely will get found. Now, what are the different types of content that you can use? Well, there are blog posts, email newsletters, illustrations or photos, ebooks or white papers, infographics, webinars, and you can use your PowerPoint slides. Also, there are research reports or case studies, there are print and online magazines, there are interactive tools like quizzes, there are checklists, there's podcasts, there are virtual telesummits, and there are live streaming videos like Facebook Lives or YouTube Live or Instagram Lives. These are all different types of content that you can create in content marketing. And I mean, and this is not an exhaustive list. This is just an idea of the different types of content that you can create when it comes down to content marketing. Now, why do people create content? Some people create content, believe it or not, just for fun. There's this new website called TikTok. It's almost like Vine and people create TikToks. People create snaps. They're young people who love snap and they, they create these snaps and they create these TikTok videos for fun. A lot of times it's just a hobby for them or it could be a passion project. There are some people that I know 
that uh, they, they videotape trains and they do it because it's just their passion and their goal may not be monetization. It may be just because it's something that they love. There are people that are crochet experts and they create these different patterns and they do that because they love it. They create templates and all of these different things. And that's what they love to do. It's, it's a passion or a hobby of theirs. And then before you know it, they've turned their passion into profit because of the fact that that's what they love and that's their hobby and they're good at it. What ends up happening is people find them and before you know it, they build this following, this cult-like following. And what happens after that is they can begin to monetize that. But most people that are entrepreneurs that have a specific business, they create content because they want to increase their visibility and their online presence. Now, when that's your goal, you want to be able to create content that people will share. Now, when you want to create content that goes viral, it's really important to know why people share content. Now, according to this particular chart, People share content, 45% of the people share content because they find it interesting or entertaining. 30% share content because they think it's going to be helpful to their, the recipients, basically to their tribe. A lot of people share content because they want to get a laugh. And then another 7% share content because it's a thoughtful idea or discussion. And 2% create, uh, share content because it promotes their ideals or their beliefs. And another 2% share content because they believe that it helps for people to get to know them. Now, it's interesting because if you look at the first two, the first two represents a whopping like almost 80% of or 90% of why people share content. The first three, to get a laugh, because they think it'll be helpful to their recipients, because they find it interesting or entertaining. Now, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's great information for you to know, because when you create content for your tribe, you will presume that there are other people that's within the tribe of your tribe that will also like the same content because like generally attracts like. So therefore, if somebody finds what you create interesting, they'll probably share it. Or if they believe that the people that follow them will like it, they'll share it. Or if it's funny, they'll definitely share it. But it's interesting to me that, you know, a lot of times we think that people would share something because it was thoughtful and it'll create a discussion. But most of the time, that is absolutely not the reason why people share content. So I found that to be very interesting. Now, what can content marketing do for your business? I know a lot of people are curious about this because a lot of people spend time creating content, but they're not 100% sure what the return on their investment would be. Why would they waste any time creating content in the first place when, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a sale. There's no guarantee that you're going to attract your ideal client. So why do all of this stuff? Well, first and foremost, you should know 
that because you push great content out, you should generally attract your ideal customer or client. You should also attract website visitors. And once you get traffic to your website, your primary goal will be to convert those traffic, that traffic into leads and to convert those leads into sales. And also you want to create good content because you want to establish yourself as a leader within your industry. That's very important because you want to be that go-to person. You want to be the one that people go to as it relates to what you have to offer. So if your your background is HR or if it's, you know, in hair care or whatever it is, you want to be that go-to person in your industry. Okay. Now, when it comes down to creating content, one of the first things you want to do is make sure that you align your content with your business goals and objectives. Now, it would look something like this. If your objective was to generate leads in your business, then one of the things that you would want to do as it relates to your content is you will want to have lead capture pages out there. You would want to have ebooks out there, checkbooks, checklists, white papers, video training, webinars, teleseminars, podcasts, newsletters, free reports. All of these things are the tools and the actual bait that you would use to generate a lead. You need a lead capture page. That would be the, the tool that you would use. You would want to actually allow people to give you their name and email and address in exchange for some of these lead magnets that we've laid out here. So your objective would be to generate a lead and your goal would be to get people to download your eBooks, to download all of these different lead magnets. Now, how you can measure your success would be based upon the number of leads that you generated and your click-through rates. Now, if your objectives were sales, then some of the things, some of your goals might be to create sales pages, to create video sales letters, product demonstrations, create sales funnels, build, uh, you know, do some, you know, photos, create product photos, coupons, sweepstakes, flash sales, get some celebrity endorsements, um, talk about different product features, create demo videos of the product. Those would be some of your goals if your objective is to generate sales. Now, how you measure whether or not creating all of these things work, you would measure it based upon your sales conversion rates, right? Now, if your goal was just to get brand awareness, then some of the, some of the or your objective is to create brand awareness, then some of your goals might be to create downloadable guides, white papers or videos or checklists, live webinars, live events, and that all of these things would create brand awareness for you. And how you can measure whether or not your efforts were successful is based upon the social shares, your views, your likes, etc. That will let you know 
whether or not your objective has been met. Now, sometimes your objective might be to get people to engage with your brand. And some of the, or your goals are the types of content that you would create would be blog posts, polls, contests, trivia questions, fill in the blank statements, and stuff like that, right? Sweepstakes, things like that. If you want people to engage with you and how you would measure that would be your comments that you receive, your likes, your shares, your hearts, all of that stuff. That's how you would measure whether or not you've been successful with this, okay? So now here's how something like this would work. Basically, you can create a worksheet and you can list your objective and list your goal and then list the content or marketing activities and tasks that's going to have to happen in order for you to accomplish your goals. And then you want to list due dates and you want to also create a column with measurable results. So for example, your objective might be to add 1,000 new Instagram followers. That may be your objective. And how you're going to do that is by creating a goal of optimizing your Instagram profile. Now, as a part of optimizing your Instagram profile, here are some of the things that you're going to have to do. You would have to maybe add Linktree to your um, bio so that you can post um, different links right? So that when you create your posts, that you can tell people click the link in your bio. And oftentimes on Instagram, you can only create one link. But if you use Linktree, you can have one link, but when they click on it, they'll have multiple options of different websites that they can go to. So you might want to optimize your profile by adding Linktree, you wanna make sure that your username reflects who you are or the brand. You may want to add your name and what you do. You may want to convert your account to a business account and add content, contact info. You may also want to add some highlights um, from, your Insta, um, from your Insta stories and you may wanna create icons for your highlights and all of that stuff. And then you may want to create a content strategy after you do this that's related to your particular brand so that you can post content that's going to help you to achieve the goal of first and foremost, optimizing your uh, profile and secondly, growing your Instagram followers. And then you wanna make sure that you add some due dates because initially some of the things that you may want to do in order to achieve your objective is optimize your profile. But the second thing that you're gonna to wanna to do is create you know, your content strategy. So what content are you going to post to Instagram? What are going to be some of your themes? You know, February is um, Valentine's Day is coming up, Black History Month is coming up, a whole bunch of things are coming up. So you may want to, you know, President's Day is coming up. You want to, you may want to create some content around all of that. 
or you may have a special that's coming up and you may want to create content around that. But basically what you want to do is, and you can do this on, you could create a table in Microsoft Word, or you can create, um, you know, you, you can create this type of spreadsheet using Excel as well. But you want to, you know, kind of lay it out and map it out what it is you want to do, okay? Now, when it comes down to creating your content and content marketing in general, there are, basic four, there are basically four pillars that you want to follow. And the four pillars are you want to plan your content, you want to create the content, you want to distribute it, and you want to measure your success. Now, when it comes down to planning, you want to spend 50% of the time on planning the content. And I know that that's a lot, but trust me, if you have well laid out plans, then you won't have any problems creating the content and distributing it and measuring it. Okay, so today is January 30th. Tomorrow is January 31st. The month of January is officially over tomorrow at the end of the day. Now, have you actually accomplished your revenue goals for the first month of the year? Did you generate any sales at all for the first month of the year? And if you did or if you did not, then now is the time for you to begin to plan for the month of February. That's right, planning is key. And if you would like to get a great business plan template, why not head over to www.entrepreneursuccessuniversity.com. In our Entrepreneur Success University, you will get access to tons of free downloadable resources that you can use to grow your business. And you will also get access to a variety of different courses and mini courses that will also help you grow your business. The Entrepreneur Success University was launched in 2020 and it was designed to be an integral part of the Network for Women in Business. However, not everyone would like to become a member. So we took the Entrepreneur Success University and created it as a standalone platform. That way, you can have access to some of our tools and our templates and our downloads and our courses. So go on over to www.entrepreneursuccessuniversity today to check out all of the great resources that are available to you. Now, back to the episode. So basically, I would spend more time planning then when it comes down to creating, the creating is not going to be hard. And why is it not going to be hard? It's not going to be hard because you know what you want to accomplish. The creation part could also be delegated. And then you want to distribute it, which will be easy after the content is created. And then measuring it should not be hard either. So let's dig a little bit deeper into planning because planning guys is actually key so you want to spend time thinking about what type of content are you going to create you want to think about that who are you creating this content for what is the purpose of the content basically you want to ask yourself what's your end goal are you looking to 
generate sales, leads, traffic, have fun, do FYIs, showcase, teach, explain how to's, what are you looking to do? Why are you creating the content? Most importantly, what keywords are you going to target? And is it a low competition keyword? Now, those of you that are a part of the Network for Women in Business know that on our last coaching call, that's one of the things we talked about, low competition keywords. Um, also, are you ranking on the search engines? You know, or can you rank on the search engines using the low competition keyword? So that's important. You want to definitely spend some time thinking about that. Also, you want to utilize keyword tools. Now, I talk a lot about SEMrush. It is a paid tool, but you can get SEMrush for seven days for free. Now, if you know how to use the tool the right way, in seven days, you could do all of your research and cancel it before you get charged $100 per month. But otherwise, it can be pretty expensive, but SEMrush is a pretty good tool. Keyword Keg is also a pretty good tool. That one is a paid tool. But here's a free tool, Keywords Everywhere. It's a Chrome extension. So basically, if you use Google Chrome, you can add Keywords Everywhere as an extension. And every time you do a search, Keywords Everywhere will tell you how that keyword ranks. And it'll let you know whether or not it's a low competition or high competition keyword. And then Answer the Public will give you lots of questions and it'll trigger your creativity as it relates to whatever keyword you're looking to, um, to pursue or go after and rank for. And then there is um, a headline grader. If you go to this website, um, aminstitute.com forward slash headline, it will actually grade whether or not your headline is a good one. And every time you create a blog post or any type of content, you can run it through this headline grader and see if it's on point. And if you're a blogger and you're using blogging tools, SEO by Yoast is one that's a plugin that you wanna make sure that you have on your WordPress blog so that you can tell whether or not any blog post you're writing is um, optimized, basically. And TubeBuddy does exactly the same thing for YouTube. So you wanna spend some time thinking about these things. But what I wanna show you is how, when you have your content optimized, what it could do for you on Google. Now, this is what happens when you Google continuous learning key to success, right? When you Google that, what's gonna pop up is this box and it's called a featured snippet. So at the bottom, here you can see where it's called a featured snippet. Now, what happens with this featured snippet is that you're gonna get a picture, you're also going to get a snippet of the article. Now this snippet of the article, it, part of it is something that I created and then part of it is the article itself. And you can see that this is my website. So this is a keyword that I totally rank for. And when I say I totally rank, I rank in a major way. I'm ranked so high for this particular 
blog post and it's a low competition keyword and it's a long tail keyword, meaning that it's, it's more than two words. It's more than two or three words. So it's five words. So that's considered a long tail keyword. But this is what you want. You want, you know, something like this to happen. And out of 175 million results, my um, post comes up at the top and it comes up in the snippet. And that is pretty solid. Now, when I was first doing, you know, keyword research, as it relates to this particular keyword, it looked like it wasn't even, you know, like anything anyone searched. And actually a couple hundred people search this every month. So I get, you know, good traffic. And what you want to do is if you are a blogger or if you're trying to get people to your website, this is what you want. You want low competition keywords where it's getting, you know, a couple hundred searches a month you know, and if you get like, you know, imagine if I had a hundred blog posts that had a couple hundred searches a month, then I would be getting like 20,000, 30,000 people to my page. You know, a long time ago, I don't know, I'm going to say it's, it's, I don't know, I'm going to say it's probably oh, maybe a good 15 years ago, maybe even, yeah, about 15, maybe even less. I remember someone saying to me when it came down to blogging, just blog, blog about anything, right? <clears throat> and I always wondered, like, why would somebody just blog about anything? And until I realized that a lot of times when you're blogging, you could blog, you can blog about anything. You could blog about Kim Kardashian. You could blog about Donald Trump. You could blog about a lot of different things and you will be surprised what brings traffic, what pulls traffic into your website. And you'll be surprised what content that will end up you know, pulling a lot of people and a lot of traffic to your page. So blogging about anything doesn't mean that everybody will see this blog post. So like if you were to go to TonyColemanBrown.com, you wouldn't even really know that I had this as a blog post because my featured blogs are the only, you know, blog posts that you really see on the website. The only people that know about this particular blog post are people who Google it and the people who know that it exists because I maybe emailed it before, but people are naturally coming to this page. And this is, you know, what you want to happen with your content. Here's another one. And this is something that I wanted to show you guys because sometimes your optimized content will not show up on your blog, but it will show up on these high authority websites that are social media sites like Pinterest or YouTube. So therefore, for this particular one, this is a, a website that I own, networkmarketingtrainingcenter.net. And basically, this is my Pinterest account where I pin a lot of my blog posts. And this is one of the pins that I have on my Pinterest account. And when you Google network marketing team names in the images section 
my image is the first image that shows up and it takes you to my Pinterest account. Now, when people get to my pension, I mean, Pinterest account, it takes them to my side hustle board. And then it takes them, if they click on this visit button, it will take them directly to my particular website. Now, what's cool about that is the fact that this is, you know, a high authority website. This is the first image that pops up. And, you know, people always go from Pinterest to your website, especially when you linked it. So I, I personally believe in repurposing and reusing content. And I, I, I am a, a big fan of taking the content that you have and creating pins for them and links back to that content because Pinterest is a high authority website. And I believe that it, it doesn't matter if it's a video, it doesn't matter if it's a blog post, it doesn't matter even if it's a Facebook post, it doesn't matter what it is, you can create a pin and create an image like this using Canva and send the people back to, you know, it could be, you could send them back to Facebook, you could send them back to your website, you could send them back to a podcast episode, you could send them back to YouTube, you can send them to amazon.com, you know, um, so if your book is on Amazon, and that's how you sell it, I mean, you can do that. So I believe that it's really important for you to definitely have your content everywhere and to repurpose it and reuse it as you see fit. So if you guys, I'm just going to take a minute right now to see if you guys have any questions. If you have any questions, let me know and we can definitely um, delve into that if you have any questions. So let me know if you have any questions. Any questions? All right, so I'm gonna keep going. So how does content work? Basically, I believe, and I, I took this image, I got this image off the internet because I thought that it was a good depiction of how content work and the push and the pull of content. So basically everybody should have their website, which is kind of their nerve center. And for on every website that you have, or you should have a blog. And, and basically with your blog, what you're going to want to do is you want to push content out, right? And how you're going to push content out is, you know, you, you'll push it out through social media. You'll probably push it out by sending emails. You might push it out by creating press releases, or um, you might push it out by using tools like Hootsuite to, to push it to all of your social media sites. You might push it out by, um, you know, putting stuff on YouTube and things like that. So what's going to happen when you push that content out, right? Where you're going to end up pulling people to your website. So oftentimes when you push out content, you still are pushing people somewhere, right? Even when you create an email, you're pushing people to a link, you're pushing people, the link is probably to your site. 
even when you're putting out PR, you're still pushing people probably to a link on a website or something like that. Even when you're pushing content out to social, you're still on the back end pushing people to your website and to your content. And then it's your content that's going to pull people right back in. Now, when people usually, like if you're sending somebody to sign up for a webinar, you're probably pushing them to a landing page. If you're pushing people um, to a video, sometimes people may find your video on, on their own and that will suck them into your website. You know, when people find your landing page, that sucks them into your website. When people find your blog posts or your case studies or all of those things we talked about before, your white papers, when they find this content, that pulls them to your website. So I personally, I, I look at it this way, really and truly. I look at it as pushing good content out so that you can pull the traffic and, and the leads and convert the leads to sales in. So, cause you can see that on both sides of this, there's like social, there's like YouTube, there's like SEO and all of that stuff. You know, when you put good optimized content out there, it's going to pull people in and that's how it works. And basically you can measure that, but with regards to paying attention to, you know, how many people clicked and how many people landed on my website and looking at your stats looking at your page stats and your page views and things like that. So then you wanna move into creating your content, right? And you can create a ton of different kinds of content. You know, you have to really and truly pick your poison. Pick what you like to do the most. Some people may like to do podcasts, but one of the things that I say about podcasts is that you can repurpose it and reuse it. You can get the notes transcribed from the audio transcribed from um, a podcast and, you know, turn it into a book or a blog post. You can create articles. And then after you create your article, you can read them and turn the article into a podcast. You can create videos. After you create your videos, you can strip out the audio and turn that into a podcast. You can strip out the audio and get it um, transcribed and turn that into an ebook or something like that. And you can also utilize Fiverr to um, get some of this stuff done. And then once you create your content, you can create content on social media, actually. When you do your Facebook Lives, that's content. And, you know, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Now, one of the things that I believe that everybody should do is create an authority blog. And once you create an authority blog, preferably it's either in your name, using your name, or it's surrounding a niche. If you use your name, that's pretty cool because once you create a blog using your name, you could create a ton of different categories. I tell people all the time, if I had it to do all over again, I would never um, create multiple websites. I would create one. And then what I would do is I would lay it out almost just the way it's laid out here and you know, have your main topic, your main tagline. And then I would create different categories. So for example, if you know you had your blog name and it was named after you, but you have multiple interests, 
you can create these different categories, right, that you're interested in. And then you can create all of these different subcategories under the category. And this would be your initial content. So basically, if you have five different categories, and then you have one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. So this is five by five, this is 25, plus this is five. This right here represents your 30 pieces of core content. Once your blog gets to that 30 pieces of core content, then the search engines are gonna say, yes, that particular site has content. And you know, the longer you have your blog, like even if you've created a blog right now or a website that has a blog attached to it and you've done absolutely nothing with it and you may have had it for two years, that's fine. And that's good because it's an aged blog and all you have to do now is load it up with content. And as you can see, you know, if you use this model, as a, a template for you to create your 30 pieces of core content, then you know you will understand that that's your planning part of the content creation, right? So what really matters is, you know, there's this guy who said that everybody should use this big rock concept. And the big rock concept says this, create one big super duper good piece of content and create it better than anybody else all of your competition and then what's going to end up happening is you will begin to dominate in that particular area once you create your content in that way and then after you've done that the next thing you need to do is just distribute it and measure it and there are a ton of different tools that you can use to distribute content, like Hootsuite, Post Planner, Tailwind for Pinterest and Instagram. There's a whole host of them out there. And what I say to that, you know, is pick your poison, pick what you like and utilize what you like, and then measure it to see if it's working for you. And how will you know it's working? Well, if you're getting notifications that you're getting leads, then it's working. If you're getting notifications that you're getting sales, it's working. So you want to make sure that you measure it. And also you can measure a lot of things like engagement with, you know, your content that you put out there. All you have to do is go into your insights, go into your insights on Instagram, Google, um, not Google, but yeah, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and look at your insights and see what's going on and you'll be able to engage how well people are engaging in your content. And then there's some other types of platforms that you can use to push out content. With these platforms like Taboola, Oath, Outbrain, LinkedIn, your, with these types of platforms, your content does not look like content. You know, your ads don't look like ads because they're what, what they're called are native ads because you've probably seen some of them in the paper and I can give you an example. Um, when it's back to school time, you if you've ever looked through a newspaper and seen an ad that talked about, you know, 
um, then the reason why your child may be getting bad grades at school is not because your child doesn't understand, it's because your child can't see the chalkboard. And they talk about, you know, maybe give some stats like 70% of the people that are diagnosed as having learning issues really don't have learning issues at all. They really just can't see. Come into doctor such and such, such and such, and get your child an eye exam before he goes to school. So really and truly, this looks like a, a article, but it's really an ad. And they call it a native ad because it reads like it's just giving you great content and great facts. So these are some of the platforms that once you create your articles, if you're creating blog articles, you can use some of these platforms to push your content out and it won't look like it's um, an ad at all. It'll look just like content and it'll be seamlessly placed in um, sites where your ideal customers and clients are. So just to go over this again, the four pillars of content marketing are planning, your content, creating your content, distributing it, and then measuring it. And remember, you want to spend the bulk of your time on the planning side. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode on content marketing for small businesses. To make sure that you're notified of future episodes, please make sure to subscribe to this channel. And if you really enjoyed this one, make sure to leave a comment. We really appreciate each and every one of those. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Network for Women in Business podcast.